I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad that you joined me for the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog. I really hope through Dishes and Doctrine that you'll find the place in your own life where motherhood and theology collide. That might even just be standing at the kitchen sink for you today, but I hope that this audio blog is also a help in your busy life. Sometimes you don't get a chance to sit down and read a blog post or scan over a website, but you do have a couple minutes to listen to something while you're changing a diaper or doing the dishes. So that's why I've decided to record some of these audio blogs for you. I'm also excited because today we're starting a brand new series in the book of Galatians, and we're not going to be going verse by verse or chapter by chapter. Instead, we're going to be pulling out some of the major themes throughout this book. And our first section here comes from Galatians chapter one. If you imagine with me a little girl standing outside a clubhouse and she's got her arms crossed, and she's tapping her foot impatiently, and she says, who do you think you are? And she points to a little handmade sign and says, can't you see? It says, no boys allowed. Only girls can come into this clubhouse. Now go away. You know, it doesn't take us long as humans to start questioning and challenging our identity and our authority as it relates to others. Some people will abuse that authority, and other people feel like they can never get any. And I know we can all identify with struggling to find our true identity in life. So as we start looking at some of these major themes, I really feel like these two root issues are so important to understand. So we're going to take a little time to look at them separately. First is our authority. And Paul is writing the book of Galatians to a church that's lost its direction and its focus as believers in Christ. He really sees an urgent and a dangerous problem that needs to be addressed right away. Um, Before he explains that issue, though, And before he offers solutions, he establishes that his authority is not in himself, but in Jesus Christ. We find references um, to Christ's resurrection even in the very first verse of this book. In fact, throughout the letter, Paul rarely strays very far from that anchor of the gospel. His advice and his input to the Galatians carries weight to the hearers, not because of Paul's greatness, but because of Christ's. And I I know there are times when we in our own lives are also called to share truth with uh, with others. Um, As moms, one of our primary responsibilities is to impart wisdom and instruction to the little ones in our home. It's so easy to revert to the, because I said so, mentality, when really our authority rests in the, because he says so, of scripture. And when we have an intimidating conversation with a coworker or a friend, it brings so much relief to realize that our words don't hold weight because we're super eloquent, but because the power of God's word is working in their life. We share gospel truths, not because we can say we're qualified, but because he is. So that's the authority part. And then we also need to understand our identity and how it's rooted in Christ. So what exactly is the main issue with this body of believers? We learn that the Galatian church had forgotten their new identity in Christ, and they were actively turning to things other than him for their security and their rescue. They were really attempting to fill a gospel-shaped hole in their spirits with things that weren't the work of Jesus. 
This really wasn't a new idea to Paul. Uh, Later on in the first chapter, he reminds the Galatians that he had been growing steadily in his popularity among the Jews. And his persecution of Christians and his advancement of Judaism was applauded. When he was literally stopped in his tracks on the road to Damascus, he was given not only a new name, but a new identity and a new mission. And he really kind of bluntly tells those readers that if he was seeking validation from his peers, he wouldn't be preaching Christ. It's really easy to shake our heads at the Galatians and wonder how in the world could they so easily turn to replacements for the good news that they already had through Christ. But if we're honest and we examine our own hearts, it kind of reveals that we have some identity issues too. Here are a few of my identities. The first one would be good wife. And this identity consists of consistent dishwashing and good ironing and squeaky clean floors. And it also requires immediate submission to all decisions and calm responses to heated discussions. And it's important to note if perfection is not attained in all aspects of this identity, it's deemed a failure. Another identity I have is Wonderful Mom, and this includes gourmet peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, organization of all superhero costumes, and creative bedtime storytelling. Negotiation is a requirement for this position. And again, if perfection is not attained in all aspects, this identity is deemed a failure. Here's one more example. I'm a church leader. This identity includes a cheerful disposition at all times, memory of church members' names and current physical physical and spiritual needs, and the ability to explain any passage of scripture at a moment's notice. If perfection is not attained in all aspects, this identity is deemed a failure. (laughs) Obviously, these identities are completely unattainable, but they bring either pride or despair in my life on a regular basis, depending on my current level of success in each area. And I'm hoping and thinking that you probably can relate to that. Maybe you find your identity in your number of friends, or how many advice-giving opportunities you have, or even your creative ability. Really, the possibilities are endless. That's why we can't skim, skim over this first part of Galatians, because Our identity is important. And if we are in Christ, our identity has been perfectly sealed. We are His. Practically, that means that I can crash and burn in any area of my existence, but my validation doesn't come from those faulty identities. So that makes the question of our authority and our identity a simple one to answer because both of them are found in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Straying far from this answer leads us down a dangerous path, and resting in it brings us confidence and peace in the face of the world's many different gospels that it offers. So as you head into the chaos that is life today, I want you to ask yourself not who am I, but whose am I? Because those two letters make all the difference. I hope you'll join me next week for part two of our study in Galatians. We'll be doing a audio version as well as the written version at dishesanddoctrine.com. And as always, I'd love to hear what you're learning as you read this truth-packed book with me. So you can share in the comments on today's post at dishesanddoctrine.com, or you can email me at rachel at dishesanddoctrine.com. 
I'll see you next week. 